0: Welcome to The Wedding Digest by WedBooker, the podcast that covers the exciting, challenging, and sometimes stressful aspects of planning a wedding. Bringing you inspiration and advice from a wedding planner and other industry guests to help you save time, money, and your sanity. Brought to you by WedBooker.com, the place to book your dream wedding team with over 400 professional suppliers and venues at your fingertips. Hello, welcome to episode five of the Wedding Digest. I'm Lucy, a presenter and producer. And with me, as always, is the fabulous Ali, Wedding Planner Guru. Hey, guys. Gosh, do we have a crazy exciting episode for you today? Today is very special. We're catching up with the gorgeous Nadia Fairfax. Now, I'd be surprised if you haven't heard of Nadia, but if you're listening outside of Australia, you could be forgiven. Nadia is a style icon, fashion blogger of Fairfax Journal, TV host, and one of the original influencers. She's a regular on the social scene as a guest or host of the most glamorous parties and events. And Nadia has worked with some incredible brands and designers, including Age, Burberry and Marc Jacobs, just to name a few. Not only that, Nadia is just your ultimate cool
1: girl, and she recently got engaged. We cannot wait for you to hear our chat with Nadia. She talks about all things engagements, wedding plans, and the wedding dress dreams. She's honestly just the ultimate ray of sunshine, so let's get into it.
0: Well, we are pinching ourselves to be talking to this incredible woman, Nadia Fairfax. Thank you so much for joining us on The Wedding Digest. And first of all, a huge congratulations on your engagement. Thank you, guys. I
2: know. This is sort of my first wedding-y thing. So I'm excited to actually talk about it. This is going to
1: help me plan a lot, I think. (laughs) (laughs) We're making you think about it now. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So then let's start by asking... How did you meet your amazing fiancé, Michael? I'm told it was love at first sight. Is that right? (laughs) Look, pretty much. (laughs) No, we, we actually met at another wedding, Oh,
2: beautiful. Which is funny. Two of our beautiful friends, Nick and Montana Pitt, and we just, we met and we sort of gave each other a bit of a hard time, but it was sort of cheeky and fun. And then I remember, you know, at the recovery saying to some of my other friends, if he doesn't start paying me attention, I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) It was
1: love at first weekend. Oh, I love that. So nice. So then walk us through the magical proposal. It happened in the Southern Highlands of New South Wales recently, right? Yeah. Well, um, pretty soon after when we met, we started
2: dating and it was so easy. There was nothing hard about it. So, you know, staying over a night turns into a week, turns into forever. Probably been just over a year. And I mean, I wouldn't say I was putting the pressure on, but like I was definitely leaving hints around here and there. <laughs> um, what kind of hints? I just say bluntly, Hey, should we get married soon? <laughs> so I don't know if you could call those subtle hints. And he was like, yeah, yeah, your time will come, wrap it up. And so I was just patiently waiting. So I sort of knew it was coming. We talked about it. We knew we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together, but it was a surprise we were down in the Southern Highlands for a weekend. We were actually, I feel like I've been living a life of weddings. (laughs) We were down there for another friend's wedding and it was the night before and he just rented a beautiful little property for us to stay in a cottage. And we literally drove down, got out of the car. The surrounds looked so gorgeous. I said, let's go for a walk. I don't think he thought I would do that so quickly or whatever. (laughs) We just started walking around the grounds. And look, Like now, I look back. I'm like, oh, he was a little bit nervous, but at the time, I had no clue. And I sort of remember just looking up at this tree. It was this giant, like, autumn maple tree, and it was blazing. You know that, like, orangey red. And I was just looking up at it, and I was thinking to myself. And I said, "How gorgeous is this tree?" And then I turned around, and he was on one knee, and and then I can't really, I can't, I can't even really remember the words. No one ever does. We don't remember what they say. I do remember though he did use my full name, Nadia Lee Fairfax, which was kind of interesting (laughs) and and very cute. And yeah, then and and you know what? Like he knew exactly what I wanted because I'd sort of mentioned in passing that I didn't want a big diamond. Look, each to their own. Obviously, girls love diamonds, but I only ever wanted a gold band because I think love is supposed to be about love and not a big fat diamond. So my personal opinion. So he you know, he just gave me the beautiful band with. With some engraving on the inside and he had it put a secret diamond on the inside.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm about to cry. That is Aww, so thoughtful. so
2: beautiful. Yeah, so I thought that was really beautiful because he was kind of like, he kind of said you can't not have a diamond but, you know, I wasn't keen on sort of showcasing it. So beautiful thick gold band and on the inside is a diamond and some words, So which is very cute.
0: Can you tell us what the words say?
2: something about love
0: (laughs) oh you can't give everything away no that's so fun and obviously it's on the inside it's meant for the two of you and I love that so much and I love the idea of a diamond on the inside too and it's quite different which is you know your style and fashion is very different too so it feels quite unique and personal
2: Yes. And you know what I think, like, in like the spirit of that and keeping things to yourself, I didn't tell anyone. Wow. We didn't tell anybody for weeks, which I would actually suggest to people. So basically because because we had the wedding the next day, we thought to ourselves, well, we're obviously not going to tell anyone at the wedding, you know, we're not going to ruin someone else's weekend take away their light." So we just were like, we'll keep it to ourselves. And then we sort of got home on the Monday and we're like, this is quite nice. And we just sort of enjoyed it to, like with each other yeah. for a couple of weeks you're so excited you want to tell your friends and stuff but then you're truly not enjoying that moment together and what it means for you guys so I've really enjoyed keep and then when we decided to tell our friends it was a three weeks later we'd sort of been in this love bubble we'd celebrated it in our own way and you know talked about different things and then we got to tell everyone and we didn't feel like we were bombarded or it took away from the moment or anything like that so something I would totally suggest to any couples that
0: get engaged soon oh my god that's a great idea actually um because it is it's so overwhelming and you just want to shout the news from the rooftops but you're so right at the same time it's just an overwhelming amount of emotions for the both of you and then all the love you're getting as well so it's nice to be just wrapped up in that love bubble just the two of you for a little bit
2: exactly it's like they what you know I'm sure you guys would know they say like at the wedding go and take five minutes for yourself yeah we took three weeks
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that So does that mean you got engaged literally just before we started isolation in Sydney? Is that right?
2: That's correct. Pretty much from that Monday, it was like sort of started all, you know, locking down. And then from that following weekend, it was officially isolation time.
0: I guess in all this extra time that you have had at home, because you are used to being, you know, go girl about town and super busy with all your work and everything you've got going on, but having that forced time in lockdown just after your engagement is actually perfect timing. Did you use much of that extra time to start talking about the wedding?
2: you would you would have thought so, right? Um, <laughs> no, We discuss many things with each other, just like floating ideas, but the truth is I haven't done much actual planning. i've I've spent you know a lot of hours scrolling on Instagram and finding inspiration and things like that. But when it comes to actually locking things in, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't use the time that wisely, <laughs> but I guess i like, choosing what you want and having your creative ideas is, you know, a huge part of it. So if you can kind of get your head wrapped around that, the planning part, I mean, it's a little easier. Yeah.
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah. Well, Ali always says, "If you have a vision, that is that is the start." So, do you have a vision of or an idea of where you'd like to get married? As a fashion blogger, you travel all over the world. So, have you had a desire ever to get married in a certain location you fell in love with, or is you know in Sydney home somewhere where you'd prefer to say your nuptials?
2: I think it's sort of a complex time at the moment. You can have dreams and hopes, but like really. I mean, the reality of where you can get married and stuff is sort of scary. But look, we have some older relatives and family in Sydney that we'd love to do something. I mean, in the ideal world, we would have a really small, intimate ceremony and lunch dinner just with family and bridal party in Sydney at home and then sort of take it overseas and do a bit more of a a party. (laughs) Wow. So, you know, you're still doing the wedding thing and you still do speeches, but a lot less formal. Yes. Yes. And more about just having a wonderful time and celebrating love and your love, but also everyone else's and stuff like that. So that's the ultimate goal. But I'm not sort of holding my breath at the moment because you know there have been so many couples that have been put out and stuff like that. And so you just, I've, I'm just being a bit cautious. I think
0: I love that idea in having you know two weddings essentially or two celebrations. It sounds a bit
2: ridiculous, doesn't it? Having no, it makes wedding?
0: sense. Yeah. It makes sense. You've got like the main like where you actually it's it's about the marriage itself and then you know head on overseas and have a huge celebration with all your family friends and a big party
1: exactly it actually works so well I've done a few weddings where people have done a really intimate ceremony in their hometown and then had a huge party somewhere overseas especially people who have family and friends everywhere it's so fun you get to wear like two dresses and have two different days I think that's such a good idea
2: yeah yeah and you know I I think not always but like it can be tough for some males to really like give so much emotion. And, you know, if you're writing vows or whatever you're doing in front of so many people. And so sometimes it is nice to just like, I mean, I love it because I love attention. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think sometimes it's nice just to do it with that close-knit group.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think most of the grooms or most men out there don't want to stand in front of a million people and say those intimate words. Yeah. They're there for the party. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And they love to
2: have fun and they hear the funny speeches of their best man writing them off and all that sort of jazz. (laughs) So yes, the two weddings is for Michael.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if you were going to go overseas for a huge party, do you have any idea of where you'd want to do that or is that still up in the air?
2: This is my personal opinion, but you you always pick somewhere that means something to you, either one or both. And I lived in a place called Bodrum when I finished studying for close to a year in Turkey and it's just absolutely beautiful and I took Michael there for the first time last year and we just had the most beautiful trip so when we started talking about it I sort of had it in my head but I didn't really want to I didn't know whether he'd be not interested in that at all or it didn't really appeal to him and then he was actually the one who said what about in Bodrum? and so oh, yeah so he, he obviously had a really wonderful time and my godfather he runs the hotel that we, we stayed at over there he's an Australian guy so it's even more of a personal connection so I'd say Turkey yeah the beautiful blue coast of Bodrum
1: Oh, sounds amazing. But again, all up in the air, guys. Yeah, I know. And there's so much up in the air. Like who knows, you know, when we can travel again and those things. So fingers crossed for you, definitely. So then circling back around, you have been to so many events. You've hosted events. You've been the, a guest of so many phenomenal events around the world. What are your top three things that you think make an amazing event or an amazing wedding? What are you focusing on? This is a tricky one, but great booze. Uh,
2: <laughs> so I, agree. I would honestly rather skimp on flowers and have something quaint, and have you know great champagne. I mean, you might not be able to have that all night, obviously with budget restrictions. It's different for everybody, but a beautiful wine is so much more important than you know having matching bridesmaid shoes to me. Um, and it just makes everyone enjoy it so much more. So that's definitely one prominent for me and then I think like entertainment and music so you know I love a band but I love a DJ and I think it's nice to have a mix I don't know if you can have both I would have both and then like (laughs) I mean even just like look I can't even give too much away but like different performers and stuff like that is what I've got in my head for different weddings and different locations call for different things too so look at sort of the theming and stuff but yeah entertainment is huge for me and then you don't really realize that this makes an event good but having an actual photographer so this is not just a wedding it's any event having a photographer to shoot so that your guests do not have to have their phones out and aren't constantly worrying about shooting and then I like to have they might necessarily have to be your bridal photos but a guest drop box straight to the guest that morning or even later that night if the photographer can sit and do it and you just tell them that and like most of your girlfriends will know that you know you can tell them and they can share it throughout the the wedding but like to have that relaxation knowing that their photo is being taken beautiful shots they can just relax as well because we know everyone loves to share these days that is such a great idea Yeah. Even when I do like little lunches, like even when I'm doing a little girly lunch of, you know, 20 people or or whatnot, just for something fun, I always organize a photographer and they capture natural shots. If you want something specific shot, you can say, hey, can you grab a photo of me and Jessica or whatnot? But you know that they're there, you're not on your phone trying constantly to get the best shot.
0: That's such a good idea, especially when you walk into an event and it just looks aesthetically pleasing and it's got, you know, the flowers or whatever, you just want to take photos of it all, but you're not really enjoying the moment. So I think that's a really good point.
2: I think having a relaxed toast is huge as well. I always try and have everything as organized as possible. And then also just also having someone to help you run it on the day.
0: Okay, so we have to ask, I mean, as a style icon and influencer, obviously, there's going to be a lot of interest around what you're wearing, your wedding dress. And I'm sure you've had lots of thoughts on this one. Do you have a clear vision or style of dress in mind? Or... Have you even found
2: the one? <laughs> I haven't found the one yet. As you guys know, I worked in the industry for a while. So I think I'm going to reach out to my home brands and some of the brands that I've worked for and have them make a dress for me, which would be exciting because we'll be able to work on it together. But I do have an idea of what I want. But the thing is, I might be able to have four dresses.
0: <laughs> you know, I would love it if you had four dresses.
2: So perfect. <laughs> one for each wedding. And then, you know, I've got to have a party dress to dance in. So look, there's lots of things I like and. I think it will also really depend on what we end up deciding with the theme of the wedding and things like that but look I will probably ask Adrian and Eddie from age to do one or two for me because it feels like home and it means something we spent five years together we are still great friends and very much in each other's lives so I don't know I, I, I
1: think I want to choose something that means something to me. And if you love the brand and you already love wearing the brand and you're comfortable in it, it's so important on your wedding day, as you would know, hosting so many events. If you're comfortable in the outfit you're wearing and you love it, you have a better day as well. So, so agree. Go with a brand you love and trust. Yeah, definitely. So then speaking of trusted brands, do you already have a trusted bridal beauty squad you have in mind that you're planning on using for the day or are you still trying to decide well, I've had the pleasure of working
2: with so many incredible artists, hair, makeup, even stylists over the years. So tough for me to be able to choose just one. So I think it's just who you're working with the most at the time and who you feel comfortable with. Oh, I don't know. That one really scares me. Guys, stop. Stop. <laughs> I've got a wire for this one. But I think it's just whoever does your makeup the way that you like it. The most, so I mean, I'm lucky because I'm having it done a fair bit. You know, I mean, some girls aren't. I would say do a few trials to any of my girlfriends.
1: And look, if you're planning on and having maybe two separate weddings, and at least you get to use two separate squads. That's exactly what I was thinking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There will be so many of your regular suppliers like putting their hands up for turkey, going pick me for turkey, pick (laughs) me for turkey. I'll take that
1: one. I'll take that one.
2: Yeah, exactly. But, you know, and also you just want to stay loyal. Like, I don't know, I probably will pick the hairdresser from the hair salon that I go to. You know, like why would I pick some random hairstylist that I, you know, could be great at weddings when I know that, you know, the team at Paloma are perfect. So, you know, things like that.
0: And what about, do you have a preferred makeup artist that you work with?
2: Oh, my God, I have so many. Joanna Lurs, I've had last week, who I love, who I do stuff with all the time. She actually comes and does my spray tan up the house. So that's always a handy one too. Christian Lowe, I love. Philomena. Oh, my God. Ash Penfold, whenever I'm up north in Queensland for any weddings, I always get her to do me. It's like we're making you pick your favourite
1: child. <laughs> I know, It feels so guilty, and I've probably forgot people. Let's jump away from your trusted beauty squad, because it sounds like you have a huge list of people to sort through, and that might take you a while. But what about other suppliers, the ones that are really critical for your big day? I know you talked before that you've got a florist that you love, that you'll probably use, and a dress designer. So what about stylists and caterers are there any other suppliers that you just go they're perfect I love them I'm already ready to lock them in for the big day
2: so I have a very dear friend of mine who will be helping me run the day and sort of event plan etc so her name's Ali from MG Events the problem was we had our first meeting and she was like you've done everything so I was like well this is my business so I think just having her help me on the day so she'll be a really big part and then these are people that I love for my events so you know it might not necessarily be for the wedding depends where it is depends if they're busy you know these things but these are a few supplies that I typically use for all of my events catering with a K Kate White I love her she's such a cool woman and so easy to work with she just gets
0: it yeah she's amazing
2: if you want shared plates you want family style it's all very simple it's nothing's made hard which is is a really nice thing at a time of an event cook and waiter I love too for catering yeah they're great Floris, Danny from the Make House has done quite a few of my events. They
0: did my wedding. I love Danny. Yeah, she's amazing.
2: And again, she's, it's, I always feel like it's about you've really got to trust your suppliers and let them do their thing. And then they will sometimes even surprise you in how well they do. But Danny's one of those ones you can just leave her to her own devices. And she just does something so beautiful,
0: like exceeds expectations. That's the wording I was looking for, but it didn't come up. <laughs> Sadly,
2: my brain has turned to mush in isolation
0: it's all this wedding chat (laughs) (laughs) I'm not used to it no you sound like you've got it all under control but you know like I don't know I might come across
2: someone else that I love you know in whatever spaces you know in the next year you just don't really know
0: I just like to leave it (laughs) open-ended yeah it sounds like you've got a great list of people to choose from
2: Well, I feel like we Australians, we kill it in weddings, catering like tablescapes, you know, florists, even makeup artists. We have so much to choose from. We're so lucky. We are. Yeah. And wedding photographers and things like that. I feel like it really is the creme de la creme. So it shouldn't be too hard.
0: We have to ask you, because you are such a party girl and, you know, this is the hens that I think everyone wishes that they could go to. (laughs) What have you got in mind for your hands? Because no doubt you were going to play a part in organising this as well.
2: Oh, my God, without a doubt. I feel sorry for my poor bridal party. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they won't even know what it. we're doing. It'll be a surprise for them. There will definitely be two again. That's awesome. One in Sydney and then hopefully we'll do a weekend away somewhere with sort of a little bit more of an intimate crew. But I've been to some really fantastic hens. I mean, uh, my friend Deborah Simon O'Neill, we had her hens in Hong Kong and honestly it was the most fun I've ever had. I hope that, you know, my friends will just let it go and have a blast and dance on tables and whatnot. So, I don't know. I love a Euro lunch, so a three o'clock lunch into an evening I love to dance. I oh, I don't know. The options are endless, but it'll definitely be in summer.
0: We could assume then your wedding
1: will be post summer. Definitely. <laughs> I love that you've just like reeled off a list of things as well for like your bridesmaids to be. They're like, so guys, I really want it to be like, I loved one in Hong Kong. So it definitely has to be like that or better. I want it to be in the summer. <laughs> like, this is the checklist that they can use to plan like the perfect hens for you.
2: I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I've been to some cracker hens, but like, I hate strippers. It's just so not a vibe for me. Mm, yeah. I know this has become a thing, but um, it was the first one I went to. My friend Gigi and her bridal party organized a drag queen and we all did sing-along songs and we played bingo and that was fantastic. It sort of wasn't well, like we were all just there together being, you know, drinking and dancing. We at least had sort of some entertainment and I loved that. And it was everyone just had a hoot and everyone sang along to the songs. And...
1: So good. It's really just about having a great crew, I think, for a hand. Yes. Yeah. If you've got a great crew and everyone's there to have a good time, then you can't go too wrong.
0: Have you narrowed down who is going to be in your bridal party? i us <laughs> just say that there is
2: a lot, but something that I've spoken to Michael about and we've sort of said was that we don't really need to be even and then no one will stand up with us next to us. So we can still enjoy all the things of getting ready and all that jazz and photos, but no one will stand up with us. So you can choose however many you want.
1: Yeah, I actually did the same thing, Nadia, and I think it works so well. We just did the two of us up there just with actually one of our closest friends each, and the rest of the bridal party sat down with the rest of the crowd. And it's just less clutter up there with the two of you, and I think it looks beautiful
2: yeah same and also like I think the stress of like trying to put your friends in order I mean I just couldn't do it it's horrible horrible. (laughs) (laughs) you here you here or then the worst thing is like then if you do it in hide order or anything as well because I know some people do that that's terrible too because then you you, I don't know you you might have your closest girlfriend on the
1: end or like I don't know just not for me it's it's too hard I agree what about post-wedding honeymoon? If you're talking about doing the second big wedding in Turkey, that's a spot you obviously love and have so much history with. Do you think you'll honeymoon like around Europe or, or what are you guys thinking of? have you even thought that far yet? Oh, I haven't even thought that
2: far, but it's such a beautiful place where we intend on having a wedding. So, I mean, obviously just enjoying that for a bit longer, but I don't know, there might be something else that we need to put towards our future. I mean, I don't really see that as a huge thing that needs to happen. I mean, we're all lucky to go away so much, whether it's, you know, Europe or even just beautiful trips like to Hamilton Island in Australia. So, I mean, I'm really not putting too much thought into that. And I feel like every year we get to go on a honeymoon. So I, I don't find that an important thing at all. Yeah. <laughs> you're
1: already over there and you're already overseas with so many of your amazing friends. That's almost like a big honeymoon party anyway, I guess, post-wedding. That's exactly
2: right. And, you know, who knows? I might be wanting to re- do renovations or things like that. So, you know, there might be things that's a more important. To me. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> Michael, are you listening? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh well Nadia your wedding weddings oh my god stop That's so awkward (laughs) no no I think it's beautiful and I love the differentiating between the two days like the one day being actually about that intimate marriage ceremony and nuptials and then the other day about the party which is a huge part of you and who you are you love events you love entertaining you love your guests so it would be weird if you didn't have that part too It's beautiful. And it sounds like everything from start to finish really is going to be threaded with things that mean the most to you guys.
2: I mean, I'm still working on it, guys. So stay tuned and I'll keep you informed.
0: (laughs) We're not right. We already are going to keep a slot free for you next time you come on the Wedding Digest to confirm everything once it's all logged in.
2: Next time we can do all the things that went wrong. (laughs) what to do and what not to do
0: oh no Nads! thank you so much for your time you have been an absolute joy to speak with and as i said we just can't wait to find out more about your incredible day and we know it's going to be magical
2: oh thanks so much guys thanks for having me i'm excited to tell you more i feel like i'm trying to keep it all a secret a little bit i'm you've really divulged into the vault
0: (laughs) oh thanks so much again guys Well, we have something else exciting for you guys. We are giving you a chance to win one of four planning packages to kickstart your wedding planning. Now, these packages are with Ali. So each week for the next four weeks, Wedbooker will announce one winner. All you have to do is head to the Wedbooker Instagram page. Make sure you're following at Wedbooker. Like the competition posts and tag at least three of your bridal party or friends who are getting married. Now, you can enter as many times as you like each week we hope you loved our chat with the beautiful, vibrant, smart and stylish Nadia Fairfax. If you're not already following Nadia on Instagram, make sure you do. Her page is
1: pure eye candy. Join us next week. We have another one of our favourites on the show, Gemma Peanut, a photographer, influencer, business owner and mum to two of the cutest kids ever. We're also going to talk about the rise of weekday weddings and for good reason. Thanks for
0: listening to the Wedding Digest podcast brought to you by Booker. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and let us know what you think by leaving a review. You can also find us on the gram at Wedbooker. To start planning your dream wedding or for one-on-one wedding advice from Ali, head to wedbooker.com, where you'll also find show notes and more info on any of our amazing guests and suppliers.